0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Angie and Christy right Now. I'm Christy Berman. And I'm Angie Sandro. And together, we are doing this podcast where we help writers write. And today, we are doing our top five favorite romance tropes. Ooh, because everybody loves a good romance, but everybody has different tropes that they love. And Angie and I were talking about it. These are ours. Yeah, so excited
1: to do, do, do. I know I love
0: talking about romance and everybody has a different kind that they like. And I have to admit, mine are more uh, spectacular then contemporary which i think is the same for you right yes so what we're going to do is we're going to go through our top five um i think these are i think that they're pretty much in order these ones but not necessarily and we reserve the right at any point anyways to change our minds about any of these these are the ones that right now we feel are our top Or right?
1: <laughs> right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> And also, um, we're going to give you some examples of the ones that we like. So if you want to click to buy, then you can just, we'll put the links on so that you can just go and click and order that book. Because some of them are awesome. I will tell you right now. So, Angie, would you like to do the honors and go for our number five? Okay. Well, this is (laughs) one of my favorites. For sure. Number five. Secret
1: identity right so this is a uh, romance genre where there is a person kind of hidden in the shadows like you get to meet them but you don't really know what's going on there's some secret that they have whether it's that they're in royalty maybe in the witness protection program undercover cop right? Like some secret identity that you don't know, you know, what's going on and how you progress through the book you slowly start getting clues, right? About who they are. My favorite setup is when it's a, a hidden prince, you know, and he's out there and he finds this. I know this is so silly it's like a trope. It's like the Cinderella trope, where you like you have the girl who's being, you know, just picked on all the time, and then the guy comes in, and then he rescues her, and then. But then again, I like it when the girl rescues herself too. So. I'm like torn on that one. Like, I guess I like to, you know, when the the female is lead is strong and able to go out and for what she
0: wants to. So yeah, that's one of those. (laughs) Don't you feel like, like I I get the the feminism of it, you know? Like you don't want the girl to be like, oh, do everything for me. But at the same time, there are some days where that's what I want to read. Like, I I don't know. Like I have some days where I just want to read the Cinderella story. And then there are some days where I'm fiercely like absolutely not Cinderella you need to put your boots on and go work you know like kind of thing know, right? <laughs> so because I, I was saying that too like I was saying it, I was listening to myself say
1: that and I'm like oh yeah no because that's not who I am either like I don't want some guy to come in and rescue me you know exactly. I want to partner and like it and things
0: exactly like that. but then but- again there's that teeny tiny part where you're like I, I think it depends oh, on the baby. day. I think yeah. it depends on the day. And I just, I don't like the ones where like they're totally useless, but I do like the ones where like maybe the man is willing to help them out a little bit more, you know, so it's mm-hmm. all good. But um, my favorite secret identity, and it's because I'm like a total specfic, girl is like when there's something that they're not okay I'm gonna say it for everybody that hates Twilight out there but the fact that she didn't know if he was like a vampire or not to me is like a secret identity that I would like you know like something like that where they're totally something that you couldn't even have imagined that they were where you
1: have like a shifter or you know some magical being that comes yes yeah
0: yeah exactly even to be honest like outlander by uh, Diana Gal- Galbadon, um, mm-hmm. where like she's from a different time. You know what I mean? Like those are super exciting to me too. I love those. So um definitely, we'll put the links to those too. But I think those are some that people really know well the ones that we've been talking about. But we I mean, one- have a whole movie out of the album nail exactly oh, like I mean right. a series like it's years and years and years so yeah and there's four movies for Twilight or five for Twilight so you can go look that up but the one that I did read one by Nora Roberts uh oh. which like I mean who doesn't love a good Nora Roberts book which is called The Witness okay. and um that one has a good one in there too there's a little like the woman doesn't want to tell you what she is because she has a past oh, and she's oh, trying to hide. You know, like, I like those too. Like where, and the very most exciting thing about a secret identity book to me is how the partner reacts, whichever, if it's the woman or the man, to when they figure out the secret. Like mm-hmm. that is the very coolest part of any secret identity book to me. Well, because either a bad you get...
1: reaction or a good reaction, right? right. Like the, the reaction that you're really waiting for? Because that's like the whole... Yeah. Like,
0: okay. How are they gonna? How are they gonna take this? Exactly. Um, and then sometimes during the books, like you're going, like, tell it now, say it now. The door is wide open. If you just say, and they don't, and you're like, oh, you should have told them right then, or at <laughs> yeah. the perfect moment, right now. Exactly. This, and you waited, and now everything is gone to hell. <laughs> like, you're like <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no. And then there's one that was recommended to me that I have not read, and it's Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Maas which apparently I need to get reading those because apparently like she's, an, an the, well, I know that she's an amazing best-selling author. And I just need to sit down and actually read. And then my third one that I'm going to suggest to you, and I'm digging myself because this is an old book, but it's Graceling by Kristen Kishore. And it's one of my all-time favorite fantasy books. And it's awesome. And there's secret identities on both sides and you need to go read it. I think I've read Throne of Glass.
1: It feels very familiar
0: yeah it's it's
1: and actually Graceling I think I've read that one as well
0: yeah (laughs) awesome book I mean I'm like I think it's been a while but I the names are familiar familiar and you know like we were talking about women that take care of their own selves well Graceling uh, yeah (laughs) like way top up there she takes care of her own self so yeah absolutely those to me are um awesome secret identity I'm gonna look in my uh Kindle yes and see if you've got it. Absolutely.
1: Oh, I do. Red. <laughs> Telling you. Like, I feel like I've
0: read this. Me and Andy have a pretty similar reading style. Yeah, absolutely. So yep. If you're a spec fic fan, welcome.
1: <laughs> That's what we're probably gonna be talking about. <laughs> absolutely.
0: So do we wanna go on to our number four? Sure that let's see number four
1: um so i like the this particular one kind of but it's not like my favorite but this is uh that's probably number four holiday romance <laughs> so it's basically anything on the hallmark channel <laughs> uh <laughs> right like and that's what i watch during holidays like the the perfect like you're like it's christmas you don't have anything else to do and you turn on hallmark channel and boom you've got something to watch
0: (laughs) like Like, i mean you you sit on the couch with a, a throw on a bowl of popcorn and some cocoa hot cocoa and you watch like i mean that is to me like the perfect afternoon when you have got nothing to do make it snowing outside while you're doing that and then that is like sublime Blonde. yeah
1: well I'm in California so I don't really get the whole
0: snow <laughs> thing but
1: uh if we're lucky it's, it's actual storm
0: <laughs> yeah and then you could do that <laughs> you can come down to the northeast one year and we could do that for you well you know what I like about the
1: holiday romances is a lot of times they have like family involved and it's you know something warm and it's happy Yes. And you can almost just smell, like, the smell of cinnamon and baking yes. apples. Yeah. Like, like, as you're reading, you're like, because they have all those senses, Yeah. You know, like, the senses get involved in it, right? Like, you start, ah, oh, I love that warm feeling. And you kind of know there's probably going to be a happy ending, right? Like, it's going to be where, you know, these people come together. Yep. It's a lot of romance, you know, yep. someone finding their true love, and it ends on a happy ending. And you're you feel good, like you absolutely do. And it,
0: it, like you were saying, it's about family. Usually, the families are involved, you know, like and I, I like that, especially at that time of the year. Like that's what I want to read and. And to make things even more like holiday romances to me are are super cool because me and my sister have a long, long tradition of giving each other a holiday romance for Christmas. We know for sure one of our gifts is a holiday romance book. I get one for her. She gets one for me. Then we switch. So we actually get two. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. And it's some, It's like a tradition that we do. It doesn't have to be spectacular. It's just something like I love them. You know, like it just, it means something. Most of the time, the one, either one of us will buy the other, a Debbie McComber book. She's such an amazing romance writer with so many books to her name. But I'm just going to mention one of her holiday romances, which is The Forgetful Bride, which is one of two books that she. Um, published in her home for the holidays a few years back and I really really enjoyed that one it was just it's exactly what you want you know like it's two people who fall in love over the holidays and it's, Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you want and then there is one that I absolutely want to read that I didn't get to read last Christmas and it's in a holidays by Christina Lauren now Christina Lauren is a pen name for two people I don't remember their names but oh Yeah, one of their books here. So it's, yeah, Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. And I absolutely want to uh, read that one because it sounds so cute and amazing. And I absolutely (laughs) want to read it. If you're thinking of me during the Christmas holidays, Angie, I'll be reading those. Okay. 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 So I may join you.
1: Like we can maybe do like a book review or something or like just chat. Absolutely. Say what we're reading. Absolutely. All right. So our next number three, and this is my favorite. Okay. So this is my absolute favorite in books and in Korean dramas because I love Korean dramas and that's innocent cohabitation and sometimes not so innocent cohabitation Ah. um just saying right uh is when the characters are forced to live together and innocent cohabitation is when there's no sexual relationship involved and so I really like when they're friends or no I specifically like when they're enemies But we can get to that in a later, uh, a a little later. But when they are forced to live together, that forced proximity, they can't, you know, leave. Like for some reason, you know, they're, um they end up living in the same house and they're roommates you know and they can't leave because they don't have any money and they've already paid the deposit and they're forced to live together or families are like saying that they have to live together for some reason which can kind of also go into another of these weird little tropes where um (laughs) like the forced marriage or it's (laughs) fiance yes um, but yeah I like it when you know they're like fighting and they're like living together and then slowly over time they get to know each other so they're actually friends and they become friends first and then they the relationship slowly evolves into you know something more and I really like that because I like that friend like I like when they are friends like I don't like it when there's nothing, you know, tying them together other than a sexual attraction. I like that there's an, an actual friendship behind it. And um, and then like my absolute favorite is when they're like, they have to share a bedroom for some reason, you know, and they're like, you know, but no sex involved. Just right. they're like, right. It's that innocence, you know, where they slowly evolve into a relationship, you know, and that makes it more attractive to me, you know, than just an automatic, you know, oh, I know.
0: No, I totally agree with you. I think it's a slow burn, you know, like the getting to know someone that is attractive to in that whole thing. And I think the other thing that I really like about that is when they're um, housemates, you know, like they have they share a house or an apartment, whatever and one of them has either a boyfriend and her girlfriend so it's even more complicated oh. because like you get to know them you fall in love with them but you can't do anything about it because they're dating somebody and then all of a sudden oh that relationship breaks up and it's like oh, oh, oh you know
1: so oh, I kind
0: yeah. of exactly. <laughs> like, like that because that's even more like you can't do anything about it you know like you're falling in love with this person and there's nothing you can do because they're in in a different relationship so I kind of like
1: fun because then you have to worry about okay if I say something
0: will I ruin that relationship exactly and that could be the love of their life so like I can't say anything I can't do anything and then the angst you know like yeah I like that and then
1: not knowing okay I feel like there are sparks between us but I don't know for
0: sure and yeah. exactly and then the other person like when you get especially when you have the dual POV on that and then you you see the other person who's already in a relationship going like oh man like you know wait what am I feeling here like no I'm some I'm seeing somebody else or like I love that
1: that brings a lot of conflict you know the whole thing is conflict and that's what I love in stories is when there's a lot of conflict not ridiculous conflict either like you know those that can you know fright like Made up, you know, I'm wow. angry because of something stupid. Yes, which will get you in another video because we have yes. our least favorite tropes as well. Right, right. Highlight like conflict where it moves the story forward. Yes, you can see. Okay, these are real relationship issues. If you yep. don't fix these relationship issues, then it's not going to be a successful relationship, and it's not going to be a successful book either because. Yep. If there's nothing going on in the story then it's going to be boring i know some people like it when they immediately fall in love and everything's like i don't like I, if, if they can if they fall in love within like the first five chapters i'm done unless there's something else that is like driving them apart and yeah. keeping them from being together well and that's then, a
0: totally different trope right like i mean when you totally fall in love with it, then something yeah exactly when there's an yeah. obstacle that you have to overcome but in this one i completely agree with you take it slow and just mm-hmm. one thing at a time I agree completely a slow build right completely like you know like they touch fingers because they're undoing the dishwasher and sparks fly but they can't do anything about it you know like I love that so or the guy comes out of the bathroom <gasps> and howl and you're like whoa yeah <laughs> that's right uh-huh I totally agree with you Uh, Some of the examples that I have for this, one of them is one of our favorite authors, Rebecca Yaros, and Beyond Mm -hmm. What is Given, which is exactly that. They're roommates that um, figure out that they are made for each other, but they can't be together at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to date myself again, because I'm going to suggest Beautiful Disaster by Jamie McGuire. I don't know if you, did you read that one, Angie? I did. Okay. Um, I... Like, I, I, I like and not like that story. Um, it's also, like, it's not just a forced roommate situation or uh, innocent cohabitation. They do have to sleep in the same bed, but it's because of a bet. So nope. they bet each other that they're not going to do anything if they live together for a month. Um, and, but it is a very slow burn and it is roommate. So I put it in there because it was one of my favorites. It's been a long act. time since I've read that one too. I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's old. It's an old book, but it's still one of the ones that, you know, like there's books that just stick with you and that one that um, one yeah exactly and then there's one which i have not read but i intend to read and it's called spare me by tara tara civic um and it sounds absolutely a hundred percent of my alley because it's uh about a nerd and uh, yes okay you just need to put that like anywhere that you put that anywhere either in the title or in your blurb yeah <laughs> buy it it's done yes.
1: so number two okay so i like this because is also the forced proximity so you have the innocent cohabitation this one is forced proximity and it's like stranded like you're on a deserted island and you're stuck together and you can't get away like you are forced to either sink or swim with this person you know Mm and it slowly evolves because you depend on them so it's like you know you get You're in an airplane and you crash onto a mountain and, you know, you have to try and survive and you get off the mountain, like without dying and romance
0: ensues. but it's yes. true. Like I mean, those are cool because you depend on the other person for survival, and especially in those situations, like I mean, sex is probably not the first thing on your mind. It's more like shelter and food and water and how do we get home? You know, like those are the and not die from like the elements, exactly. sharks and frozen and whatever. You know, like how long can you eat a coconut for? And I think that that is part of the attraction to it that there's so much that they have to deal with apart from hey you kind of cute or i kind of like the way that you think about things or you know stuff like that so i think that to me is part of the attraction is
1: yeah the survival element to it that's what i really like it as well like
0: yeah you know they have things to talk about that's not just
1: them yeah yeah you know, okay so how are we going to build a house yep How get food like how are we going to do this and that and then and it shows like the hidden strengths and each of the characters as well um because they have to dig deep and find you know something more inside of them
0: and in turn it kind of is reflected on the other person as well so absolutely and you know like I mean there's so much that can happen in those books like the tension is usually so high because Like there can be avalanches. You can, someone, one of them can be hurt. Another one maybe needs to go on their own to go get something and something can happen to them. You know, like there's so much tension. Well, and they do this really well in the stories that I like, which
1: are, you know, the fantasy novels where they have to go on a quest. They're on a quest, like trying to find the one ring. Only there was, you know. Anyway.
0: absolutely no it's so true I totally <laughs> no, agree with you
1: so fantasy stories you know where they're like stuck together
0: and they're like out in the woods somewhere trying to get away and yeah. yeah
1: those are fun as well
0: no I like those those are very good and there's something very like in a weird way there's something very romantic about being stuck Some like romantic in the true meaning of romantic you know like the the hardship romantic of being stuck in an island and to or in a freezing mountain and together overcoming it. Like I think it's a uh, it's nice yeah. to read. So we um
1: we had chosen some
0: books. One Night on the Island by Josie Silver. Um, it's so cool. It's two people who show up on an island in Ireland, stay in an inn, and somehow and there's one room. And unfortunately, due to some bugs in the uh, reservation system they are both there at the same time what better like I mean stuck on an island with one person that you absolutely hate because by the way the ferry only comes in a week so you're stuck there with that person for a week and you hate them because they took your room and vice versa so it's not really a survival but you are stranded with that person that you don't really know the next one is a little could could be a little controversial maybe our one controversial choice. Um, on the Island by Tracy Garvis Graves. And it's about a um, a teacher who gets stuck on an island with her tutoree. Is that what you call it? Um, the only thing is there's a huge age difference because she's 30, he's 16. But don't worry, folks, nothing happens until he's an adult. Um, and although I have not read this one, we both have read that it is handled very professionally and very very well so yeah because i was having a
1: problem with that whole age gap thing as well yeah i was like oh i don't know if i want to read something like that and but then i was looking at all the reviews and all the reviews were saying that it was handled really well and so yeah yeah so i mean i would research and see if it's something that you would want to read and um but it, it is within the same theme right yeah, so absolutely and she's a New York Times bestselling author. So I'm guessing it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, so. I'm
0: definitely going to take a peek. Like I'm telling you right now, like I'm definitely going to read this one to see for myself.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I, kind of, I do like being forced on an island, but yeah, the whole age thing I, I would have a problem with if it's yeah. not handled well. Yeah. and like i said from every like all the reviews that i was reading they were saying the whole book is over a, a long period of
0: time so right. um, which yeah. is even better to me because like the longer you're stranded the better it is so
1: right yeah cuz in the very beginning you're just trying to live like you're just right. trying to find food and find water and shelter and stuff like that and then over time you know things can progress to the point where you're actually able to maybe even think about having a relationship and then if you're on an island and you're the only two people or like in the you know on a mountain same thing you know you're the only two people that you have to talk to just hold the conversation like poor you know wilson you know the
0: (laughs) imagine imagine like having a fight when you're in a situation like that like there's just two people in your whole world and then right? you, you, like, you you're fighting with the other one like that doesn't leave you much choice to no. do <laughs> it mean, you can know, go to what i'm gonna
1: go talk to dolphins or something like you know here's my coconut like here you can argue with the coconut and i'm gonna go that's right you. like how long do you stay mad at that other person because honestly like i couldn't because there'd be like nobody no. else to do Why will you really even have an argument about what <laughs> i like i mean you can't burn those bridges no nope. one's But then what if, you know, well, this is a completely different story, too. Like, the person's a little jerk, and you got that's a problem right there. Right? Like, (laughs) I would rather go, and this is your half of the island. This is my half of the island. You don't cross onto my half, and I I don't care if there's predators on there. I will live with the predators on my side of the island
0: before I live with you, because I (laughs) hate I hate you. That's right. That would be a great. It's actually a great segue to our number one. Actually, <laughs> go for it, Angie. The enemies and lovers. <laughs>
1: the enemies and lovers. You're enemies, and you're stuck on an island
0: with them, and you can't get away. That's <laughs> the perfect enemies to lovers. Like I mean, there's only one person in the in your own world, and it's the one person that you can't stand. And now you have to, like, survive with that person for goodness knows how long. Because <laughs> that's, like, I mean, if you want to talk enemy to still lovers, that's probably the, yeah, the it's best. The one. One. But it is our favorite romance trope for different reasons. Like, it just you don't have to be stranded <laughs> for us to, like, this stories. No. I mean, there could <laughs> be various
1: reasons why you really, really... I mean they could be your high school rivals like you know in high school that that was the one person who always got better grades than you like yep
0: you know and you hate them cuz like they them. won this the 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 science fair every freaking year and you never did yes or your next door neighbor that next
1: door neighbor that maybe you had a crush on when you were a kid and then you found out that that person really was you know you just start for some reason just really start hating them or there's some misunderstanding that causes you to hate them but there's still that kind of attraction they're there but you just hate you
0: I know but I really love you totally <laughs> yes a hundred percent and the one one of the books that I'm gonna suggest for this is even I like this trope like out of the enemies to lover's trope, I like this even better. And the the name of the book is The X Hex by Aaron Sterling, who's also known as Rachel Hawkins. In that book, the reasons that they're enemy is because they used to date. Oh. And the guy was a total I remember. yes, I read that one. Yes, That's right. And the guy was a total jerk and he became enemy number one and as you can tell by the uh, title the ex-hex so she is a witch and she puts a curse on him so like I mean you have to hate somebody really bad to put a curse on them and then of course they meet up again so that to me is like an amazing romance trope because like not only is he your enemy, he's like your enemy because you used to be lovers and you, <laughs> even with a passion now. So to me, like, that's one of the perfect enemies to lovers kind of. Thing. She
1: did that really well. That was a really fun story.
0: That <laughs> was such a cute story. I really, really enjoyed it. And the other one that uh, I picked out is uh, The Red Queen by Victoria a- Avillard, which is another spec fiction one and best selling New York Times selling. You need to read this story. I'm not, oh, my cat just oh. fell. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Um, but you need to to read this one too because this is another good trope especially in fantasies where there's like two classes of people who are fighting like that's a very typical I think fantasy trope but you add the enemies to lovers in there and it's perfect oh that sounds good Uh yes yeah definitely so that's it for andy and christy's top five favorite romance trope thank you andy oh it was so much fun christy yay we'll (laughs) see you later